What's up, guys? Welcome to Rice Cakes and Pears. Um, honestly, this podcast is really centered on mental health, and today's guest I'm really excited for because I've I've never really met anybody who has schizophrenia, and so we're going to get an honest take, an honest perspective, not just from the movies where the person's nuts. Um, we're going to hear from Ty Anderson about what it's like to have schizophrenia. So, Ty, thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. And uh, you're telling me this is your fifth podcast, so you're, you're pretty prepared, huh? <laughs> yep. Just open book. <laughs> whatever, yeah, whatever you want to talk about, let's do it. Let's do it. So tell me tell me where you're from. Tell me about yourself. Uh, so like he said, my name is Tyler Anderson, and um, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Nice. Uh, so mid Midwestern. Um, I got a beautiful fiance. Uh, named Alyssa, and then I have two uh, young kids. Uh, my son is six, and my daughter's four. Uh, I'm a local fra- factory worker, um, so we just make uh, like tables for like um, hospitals, schools, stuff like that. Um, so just just a, a simple simple uh, boy, um, but um, my true passion. My true purpose, I feel like, is um, mental health. Uh, it's something that I can passionately speak on because I uh, live it every day. So yeah, uh, that's, kinda, that's that's my passion, my purpose. And uh, anytime I can share my story, um, no hesitancy at all. So, Dude, that's so sick. Um, so let's dive right in. Tell me about, I mean, just tell me your mental health journey, man. I, I know... It's tougher than it seems like for me. I, uh, with my illness, I, I try to play it off, but I mean, it's an everyday battle. So I, I definitely can understand that it's probably difficult for you. Yeah. Um, so as far as my schizo, schizophrenia, um, I didn't start noticing symptoms until I was probably about 17 or 18, uh, which is more the common um, onset of symptoms is when people experience it. Um, obviously it ranges from person to person, but my personal experience was, like I said, 17, 18. Um, so kind of just your typical, um, uh, hallucinations, um, hearing voices, um, having delusions. Um, like I said, just kind of your typical symptoms that most people would know about. Um, and so, like I said, I've been dealing with it, um, and when I get super depressed, I go pretty low. And I actually attempted suicide in 2018. Um, kind of just reached rock bottom. Um, Dang. Thankfully, I survived. I'm still here talking. So that's <laughs> uh, definitely got a second chance there. Um, but I, even even then, uh, probably just till recently, I've just started being open about my diagnosis of schizophrenia. Um, just because I, I believe that, I mean, it's one thing to have depression, anxiety, um, but I feel like there's a different kind, kind of stigma surrounding schizophrenia, just because like totally. you said, you, you see it really, you only see it in the movies and it's kind of just a negative portrayal of it. Mm-hmm. Um, or if, you know, there's, um, like a mass killing or, or you just hear it in the media in, in a negative way and, um. I'm trying to shine light on a positive way and show people that, hey, yes, I struggle with this. This is a illness that is real. 
um, but we can, um, you know, manage it and live successfully. Yeah. Um, so. Hey, I was going to ask, um, so you got diagnosed at 18. How old are you now? I'm 29. Okay. So it's been 11-ish years or so? Mm-hmm. Dang. So I'm sure there's been ups and downs. Can you talk more about, like, your initial reaction to being diagnosed? Were you shocked? Were you like, what the heck? This is this is crazy. Like, how could I be schizophrenic? Like, what was your reaction? Yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of denial um, at first because um, my biological dad has it. And um, I haven't seen him since I was four or five. So mm. um, I kind of saw that it kind of ruined his life per se. And uh, he didn't he didn't handle it in a, in a healthy way. Uh, he coped with drugs and alcohol. Um, and um, so I, I like I said, I was in denial at first just because I knew what he had gone through. And it kind of scared me. Like, could I really yeah. do something? And. And, um, and like I said, I was in denial until just recently, uh, oh, like really, literally just recently. Yeah. Within the last, uh, couple months, I would say. So dang, what, what uh, was like the turning point you think? Uh, I actually saw a movie. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it or others people have seen it. It's called, uh, words on bathroom wall. Words on the bathroom that wall. Familiar. Um, and it, it's about a, uh, student in high school that has schizophrenia and they do an awesome job, uh, portraying, you know, what it's like to have schizophrenia on a daily basis. So, um, so once I saw that movie, uh, that was the first time I ever seen it in a Hollywood based movie. And, um, I was watching it with my fiance and it kind of just, just hit me like, Hey, I'm, I was finally comfortable of, yes, this is part of, something that I deal with and an illness. Mm. Um, but it doesn't have to define me. So, um, so yeah, Love that was kind of the, that was kind of the turning point. Um, and now you've been on five podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think with any, not just mental health, but also physical too, like it's scary to like come out per se and, um, with the diagnosis and be open about it. But I think there's some type of freedom behind it. Yeah. Um, Cause I think a lot of times people struggle with, Oh, I'm the only one dealing with this or I feel so alone in this struggle, but there's other people that can relate. And, you know, I always say like, if I can go first, it's going to help somebody else maybe go first on their end and they're going to find freedom and they're going to find healing. And in, if I just help one person, then, then it's worth it to me. So. Yeah, dude, I, I I can relate, man. I feel so a couple of years ago, 2018 as well, mm-hmm. I had some crazy hallucinations. Um, I had basically gone three months trying to eat food. Uh, I wasn't supposed to because <laughs> my white blood cells, they attacked yeah. me. So like I lost 30 pounds, got crazy malnourished. And then I had uh, like voices in my head, hallucinations, oh. and I was serving this church mission. And mm-hmm. I thought like people were after us and then it turned into like ISIS was after us. And I went a hundred miles per hour on a road <laughs> trying to escape these non-existent people. And so I, I remember yeah. coming home feeling like, Oh my gosh, like I'm crazy. Like I'm nuts. And 
I go, it wasn't until, yeah. until recently I began opening up and this podcast like has connected me with a lot of people. So I, I can definitely relate in the sense that it, it's liberating and, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy how things just connect you with people. And my next question for you was, uh, how'd you meet your spouse or your fiance? I met her on the dating app called Bumble. Hey, nice. Um, so prior, yeah. So prior to meeting her, I uh, actually went through a pretty bad divorce. Um, kind of just wasn't really anybody's fault. It was just mutually healthy for everybody um, to part ways. Um, so um, jumping back into the dating scene, I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, like I said, I had my mental health stuff. Uh, my suicide attempt, I have two kids. Um, so I was bringing a lot to a new relationship and I didn't know what to expect and um, kind of just hit off on day one and um, she loves me for me. And I, I think that's the thing that I love the most about her is I can be myself. Um, good days, bad days, all the in-between days. And um, she's she's awesome. So, yeah, we're getting married next uh, June uh, at Lambeau Field. At Lambeau Field here in no way. <laughs> Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. Dude, I, I take it you're a Packers fan then, huh? I am. I am. That's awesome. Dude, I, I I feel bad for y'all. Y'all were playing so well this season. I know. I know. <laughs> that was crazy. Were were you uh angry at uh was it is it Coach LaFleur? Is that his name? The decision yeah. to not let Rogers go for it on that near end. Yeah, there was a little bit of uh confusion on that one but yeah that's why they get paid the big buck (laughs) yeah man well hopefully next year (laughs) um what was y'all's first date like um i guess my my question like when you met on bumble obviously isn't that the uh, dating app where the girl texts first or like reaches out yeah they have to or else otherwise yeah otherwise i'm expires. (laughs) oh so were you up front were you like hey i have schizophrenia or did that come later on uh, like, how did that go? No, no that came later on. Uh, I kind of just phrased it as um, mental illness or mental health. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, I was straight up with her uh, probably within the first week or two I had told her about that. So um, at that point, I was an open book. Uh, and you take me for me or don't take me at all. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, like I said, I've always been upfront with her, and she's encouraged me to be honest with her, which is kind of cool. So, um, yeah, our first date was um, we went to Maggiano's, which is like a Italian restaurant. Oh, nice. Um, and then we went bowling. Um, it's kind of my – it's a hobby of mine. <laughs> uh, I, I may have bowled like a 253 to her 90, so – Yo, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe that maybe that's what kind of attracted her to me. It was my point. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it's like the guy lets the girl win, but you're like, nah, dude, this is all me. Nope. Let's go. Nope. <laughs> dude, I love that. Um, that's even more real, man. I get right, it. <laughs> right. Uh, and then we went to go see uh, Toy Story Four after that too. So. Oh, nice. Classic. Um, Good choice. Yep. Classic. Um. So yeah, <laughs> we uh. Oh. Yeah, first date, and then kind of the rest is history. So, proposed to her last September, uh, in a barn. So that was kind of cool. That's sick, dude. Um, tell me about like your upbringing. What was that like? Uh, have you always struggled with maybe anxiety, depression? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm definitely one of these dudes that 
I feel a lot of stuff, whether it's good or bad. So um, I just feel stuff extremely. So um, yeah, upbringing. Like I said, I was uh, I was actually born one pound twelve ounces. I was born Whoa. premature. Um, my mom was a senior in high school at that time. Um, so I was raised by my mom, a single mother until I was about five. Like I said, I didn't, my biological dad abandoned me and my mom when I was young. Um, and then my mom got remarried or she got married to my stepdad, uh, but I call him dad. We have a really close relationship, which is, which is cool. Um, I was, I loved playing basketball growing up. Uh, I was kind of. Even now I play and it's kind of my time to escape from stress and life and I can just be a kid again. So um, that was kind of my hobby growing up. Uh, I was definitely on the smaller side, but uh, heart, my heart always overtook my size. So um, <laughs> nice. And then, uh, yeah, I grew up in the kind of a suburb area here in Wisconsin. Um, actually graduated school or high school or semester early, started college like two weeks later. Um, and then, like I said, that's kind of when my mental health stuff began. So I, I dropped out of college. Um, and then, um, I just been working, uh, kind of man- manufacturing setting since. So, um, yeah. Dang. So what is it, what is schizophrenia like on a daily basis? Like, I guess, describe, are there certain voices? Is it? female voice male voice what do you see stuff like that yeah so it it really just varies um the severity of the symptoms day by day um but it's it's a male voice um and it's almost every time is negative um Mm. um uh, whether that's uh and and the loudness of the voice varies Uh, sometimes it's like a screaming sometimes it's a whisper so um kind of just varies but um you know i get i get the question a lot of times like is it just because like we have like an inner voice or inner critic per mm-hmm. se that, um, but th- this is like a just like me and you would be talking but it's it's on a constant basis so um i'm, I'm medicine for it um which i always say there's I, I there's no shame in medication just like somebody would take something for diabetes or, um, you know, chemo for cancer, or any type of physical illness, I take it for my mental illness and there's no shame in that. So, um, since I've been on the medicine that the voices, um, they're still there, but, um, the severity is definitely down. And, um, so that's good. Yeah. What is yeah. the, I guess, what's the hardest part about schizophrenia? I'm sure there's a lot of difficult things about it, but yeah, I think just having, um, you know, trying to tell what's real and what's not real, um, kind of trying to make that difference of, okay, this voice is telling me something like, is it real or is it not real? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been the hardest part for me personally, it's just kind of figuring out what's real and not what's not real and what's not believable and what's not and to believe in um yeah it's it's a daily fight i think i i'm stronger than i even give myself credit for and um like i said i, I just think there's there's a ton of stigma surrounding schizophrenia totally 
Um, I think it's one of the most misunderstood um, and least educated mental illnesses out there. So I think that's kind of why I'm opening up about it, just to try to edu- educate people. And um, I don't have all the answers, but uh, I can deal with it so I can speak on it. And uh, mm-hmm. I think just trying to make people feel less shameful about it. Um, you know, where people, I think the mi- biggest misconception is people think people with schizophrenia are like dangerous or they're crazy or they're psycho or there's some form of evil. And yeah, that's least least from it. We're human beings and we, (laughs) we deal with this with an illness, just like a physical illness. So seriously, well, it's refreshing to just like hear your story because mental health is, is kind of, it seems to be on the rise, especially with like younger people, my generation. I don't know, man, but people like you, like, you're again you're you're just a light man and i just appreciate you being open about it because i i've never met anyone i've met someone with schizophrenia but like i've never sat down and talked with anybody um so it's like these are things like people need to know about um are there any other odd questions people ask you about schizophrenia um not really um yeah i I would say the biggest one is just like asking me what the voices sound like or what they are, um, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I would say the majority of my symptoms are definitely the voices. Um, I've had some visual hallucinations where like the morning of my suicide attempt, I was in the car by myself, but there was somebody talking to me in the passenger seat, which there was nobody there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would say just, yeah, there's not really any odd questions. Um, yeah. I mean, I've had people tell me, like, just pray it away or just snap out of it. And that's <laughs> so insensitive. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so if only it was that easy. I know, right? Like, come on, dude. It's easy. Just stop. Right. Well, dang. I'm sorry about that. That sucks. <laughs> what, uh, what made you, like, get back up and keep going with life after like commit trying to commit suicide you tried to commit or were you like i ideating about it no i i attempted so i okay. uh i tried flipping my car so that was kind of my attempt um and i landed on um like i said i was on my way to work sped up to about 100 120 took my seatbelt off and tried took the wheel and jerked it and tried flipping my car uh, I landed in a ditch on um, four tires, um, so I definitely got lucky there. Um, <laughs> could have been a lot worse. Uh, yeah. So then I, I was, I landed in a ditch. I was sitting there, and I was kind of just hit me for a moment. And then I dialed nine one one, told them that I tried to attempt suicide. Um, so then two officers came. Um, They're just questioning me kind of just trying to comfort me. And um, so then I got admitted to the ER to get physically cleared. And then I got admitted to a mental health facility here in Wisconsin. I was there for about a week. And then um, I was inpatient, which means you stay overnight. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was outpatient, which means you start at like nine o'clock and you go to like three and then you go home. I was doing that for about two or three months. And they basically just teach you um, how to cope, uh, coping skills, stuff like that. So, um, what are your coping skills? 
Um, so there's a couple ones. Um, I like to journal a lot. Um, just kind of get my thoughts on paper. Uh, I'm pretty, I've been blessed with the ability to write pretty good. So, um, so journaling uh, kind of just gets the thoughts on paper. Um, uh, like gratitude journaling. So like five things I'm nice. thankful for kind of sh- changes my perspective. I'm a huge like bath guy. <laughs> um, you know, that's kind of like Ivan Norm per se, but. Dude, um, I love it. Just light some candles, put some music on and just have some alone time. So, um, then there's one that I always use that they teach you in, that they taught me in treatment. It's called, um, like thought challenge. So like if you're having like a negative thought or, um, it's like, it's human to have even like suicidal mm-hmm. thoughts. Like it's human to have that. You can't tell somebody not to have them per se, like, but it's what you do with that thought. Um, trying to change it um into a healthy coping skill um, right. that matters so um yeah it was like i said it's been a process since um since i was first diagnosed but um i think as i'm opening up more about it because i'm i'm like i said i'm learning myself and i'm dealing with yeah. it um, do you do you connect with like a community or anything is there like a facebook group for schizophrenia or is that non-existent? Um, no, there's a couple out there. Um, and there's a big organization. They're kind of mental health overall, not just schizophrenia, but like mm-hmm. depression, addiction, suicide. Uh, to write love on our arms. Um, they're huge um, here in the states and uh, internationally. But nice. um, so they have like a blog where people kind of share their stories, and you can relate. Um, they have like a find help tool where you can type in your zip code and you can find like counseling or whatever you need. Um, so that's kind of been, they've kind of saved my life a couple times. Um, so that's to write love on our arms. If anybody wants to check them out, but um, I nice. actually met, the, actually met the founder. He's, he's pretty cool himself. So he actually, <laughs> struggles, he actually struggles with depression as well. So, okay. Uh, I want to relate. So, yeah. um, yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, what advice do you have to someone who's just struggling with their mental health right now? I mean, I think COVID mental health has gotten worse for a lot of people. What advice do you have for those people? Uh, definitely. I'm totally for like therapy, medication if needed. Um, but I also think like self-love is huge too. Like realizing that uh, this isn't going to, be fixed overnight like you gotta mm-hmm. trust the process and um you know sometimes it's gonna be you know two steps forward and three steps back and then two steps forward like I always say that you know life isn't a destination per se it's a journey and um you're gonna have bad days you're gonna have good days and mm-hmm. um you know, I think you can definitely learn from the bad days and grow from them and and then just cherish the good days so um yeah I would say just give yourself grace. Like there's days where I get out of bed shower and that's, that's it. And like, <laughs> you got to celebrate that stuff and pat yourself on the back for that. Cause like life is hard sometimes, especially when you're yeah. dealing with a physical or mental uh, illness. And um, yeah, I, I think self-love has been huge for me. Like accepting, like this is who I am. And this is what I bring to the table. And yeah. And um, so yeah, that's, 
That's awesome, yeah. dude. So what uh what do you and your fiance like to do for fun? Um like I said we like going bowling. Um <laughs> has she gotten any better? Uh she has. She has. We actually bowled That's in a awesome. league uh like a year ago and uh right before COVID. Nice. Um so yeah, she was taking it competitively, stuff like that. So <laughs> uh we're huge fans of like country concerts. Um Kind of a cool story is, so we started dating in June of 2019, and then her birthday was uh, like a month after, and uh, there was a local concert here in Wisconsin, uh, it was at a state fair, um, and we were going to see Dylan Scott, he's like our favorite, and uh, hmm. so I kind of worked my magic, got some meet and greets to meet him. No way. Um, and crazy, I, I'll remember this moment forever. Um, so the fairground that I was at was exactly a mile away from my scene of my suicide attempt. And as we're waiting in line um, to meet him, because it was a big line, um, about 50 yards away, I saw the I saw a police officer because uh, he was kind of escorting people to see him and then just kind of security purpose. Um, and it was the same officer that responded to my 911 call. Oh, um, wow. And then... Um, Yes, yeah, so we met him, the uh, Dylan Scott, humble as they come, uh, and then we jammed out to his music afterwards, and it was kind of like a full life circle moment for me. And um, so yeah, that was that was cool. So yeah, country concerts are huge for us. We're kind of missing <laughs> them right now because nobody's been able. Yeah. To oh my gosh. Um. Yeah, and just hanging out with my kids, um, whether it's just watching a movie. Um, we're kind of just simple people, so we don't need to do anything crazy. Yeah, time. man. Anything crazy, so. <laughs> do you do you guys live like in the country area, or do you, is it suburban city? I'm about 15 minutes out from downtown Milwaukee, so it's kind oh, of cool. kind of combination of both. So yeah, best suburban of both city. worlds. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. What a what is your hope for like the future? I don't know if they have like more research going into schizophrenia or uh, are you, do you have more plans to get on more podcasts? Like what, what is your plan for the future in regards um, to mental so health big, and stuff? Yeah. My big thing right now, obviously I've been blessed with the ability to write. So um, I haven't seen too many books about schizophrenia, like somebody doing with it and then writing a book. So mm-hmm. um, that's, I definitely want to write a book uh, about my, kind of my whole life journey because it's been a ride and I think a lot of people can relate. Um, and I, I think I've been told, you know, people can relate to my words just because I have a pretty good way of writing out words and people can relate to them. So, yeah. Um, so definitely trying to get my first book out there. Um, definitely more podcasts. Like I said, this is a couple of years ago. I never would have did this, um, <laughs> but like I said, I feel like this is, this is my passion, my purpose. And like I said, if one person is affected by this and then it's worth it to me, I'm not really a numbers guy. I'm all about impact. So, um, that's dope. Yeah. Just, just sharing my, my truth and my story. And, uh, like I said, we're getting married next year. Uh, hopefully buy a house with, uh, my future wife and, uh, just, just enjoy life, live in the moment. And, um, so yeah, 
Um, that's awesome, that's, dude. That's kind of my game plan. Um, like I said, real simple. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, yeah. So, <laughs> um, well, sick, dude. I, uh, I think we'll wrap it up here. I don't know if you have any final words. Uh, again, just thanks again for coming on. It's, it's really enlightening just to hear your story, hear what you're going through. So if you have any final words, any thoughts, that would be awesome. Yeah. I would say just anybody that's dealing with, uh, anything, whether it's physical, mental, um, just take it one day at a time. Uh, trust the process. Like I said, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. Um, but it's all part of the journey and, um, know that you're not alone. Um, I see you, I believe in you. I love you as a friend, brother, brother in Christ. And, uh, we're in this together. So we're human. We all bleed, we all bleed red. So whether Mm -hmm. no matter what your race is, uh, religion, whatever, uh, we're all in this together, all humans. And, uh, we got this. So love it. Thanks again so much. Appreciate it, dude. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. No, it's awesome. See ya. All right, man.